listeners, this is Jessica and Sadie with episode four of season three of the Amazing Rewatch. And the original air date for this episode was October 23rd, 2002. And I thought this was a pretty good episode. Yeah, this was a good one. It was exciting the whole time, I think. Mm-hmm. And a little twist at the end. Yeah. <laughs> We'll definitely get into it, but it was a good episode, so we hope you guys watched it and listened along with us and let us know what you think. But at the beginning, we had nine teams leave the pit stop, which was at Dunatar, Dunater, Dunater, I don't know, (laughs) Castle in Aberdeen, Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the first teams to leave were, well, the first one was Derek and Drew. And they 10.56 p.m. Left at 10.56 p.m. And the route info says to walk to Stonehaven Harbor, which is 1.5 miles from where they are now, and look for a message in a bottle. Mm-hmm. And then Ken and Gerard leave at 10.58 p.m. And apparently they these two teams of brothers have made a little bit of an alliance. And they head out together. Yeah, they seem to be getting along pretty good. It's a, I feel like, a good alliance. Yeah. And then right after them. (laughs) Yeah. Right after them, Flo and Zach leave at 10.59. Aaron and Ariane leave at 11. Heather and Eva leave at 11.01. And Michael and Kathy leave at 11.13. And these teams form an alliance as well. And it's a very big alliance. And they... It's kind of a... Hold over from the last episode yeah. to the last leg. Yeah, and we still have Ariane just obsessed with the twins. Oh my gosh. Like, and getting again. them out. <laughs> and at one at one point, I don't know if it's at like the beginning here, but they're like, the twins are just evil. <laughs> I'm like, they aren't, though. Oh, I didn't hear that, but yeah, I... They have not done anything. I, yeah, they literally haven't done anything. It just seems malicious at this point. Yeah. They're just like, they kind of bothered me again in this episode. Yeah, but. me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like we said, they had to walk a mile and a half to the harbor. And it's like pitch black in the middle of the night. And, the, and Zach, in that second alliance, he finds kind of like a shortcut down this yeah. steep. That was lucky. <laughs> yeah. But so those those teams in that alliance get there first to find the message message in the bottle. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Flo was like, "Zach, can we just stop and think?" And he's like, "Think about what?" <laughs> you know, you can tell he's kind of like annoyed with her because <laughs> they literally like haven't even walked out of. The... I know they didn't even go anywhere, <laughs> and she's like yelling at him. But the clue said, travel to Porto, Portugal, to Calum Port Lodge. Yeah. Or Calum. I think it was Calum. Calum Port Lodge. C-A-L-E-M. So they know they're going to be flying. Maybe it's Calum. Calum. I think they said all different ways. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, it's in Portugal, so they know they have to fly. Yes. And they, some of them use payphones in the little town to start getting tickets. 
Michael and Kathy find a guy on the street and, like, use his cell phone. Mm-hmm. He has, like, a beer in one hand and <laughs> yeah. he's, like, helping him. He was really nice, but... They're like, can we give you a couple of pounds? He's like, no, it's free. They're like, no, but you helped us out so much. Well, it's my mom's phone, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, and at the time, it was probably, like, I know, those international minutes. And <laughs> <laughs> it actually was probably expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... So, yeah, people are making phone calls or trying to decide if they should just go to the airport. They, they're they told that the Aberdeen International Airport doesn't open until 6. And at this point, it's like midnight. Try like, yeah, 1 in the morning. And then after, right after that, John Vito and Jill depart at 1.59. And that's kind of like a, the first group of teams. Mm-hmm. As you can see, it's only seven. We have two more teams that haven't departed yet, and they don't depart for a few hours. Four, so. Yeah, like four more hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they all make it to that Aberdeen airport and seem to just have an easy time all getting on the flight from Aberdeen to London. Mm-hmm. And there's not much drama or anything happening. Yeah, except for Aaron and Ariane saying, let's get the brothers out. But now they've lumped... Ken and Gerard in with the twins. Mm -hmm. They're so threatened. Yeah. Like, just worry about yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. They're very, we say this every time, like, already since, like, episode one, but they're so worried about what they're doing. Yeah. What the other teams are doing and not themselves. Yeah. It's very weird this early on to Mm -hmm. just be, like, so concerned about getting... Yeah, I feel like out. this is talk that you would have when you're towards the last half of the race. Yeah. When you actually are trying like to get five left. Yeah. And the, uh, like the strong teams out, you know? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But they all get on a flight to, did you ever say that already? From yep. Aberdeen to London. <laughs> and then Andre and Damon leave at 526 a.m., leave the pit stop, and then Ian and Terry at 528 a.m. So this huge gap is because last episode there was like those three charter buses Mm -hmm. that went from Oxford, Cambridge, Cambridge to the other one. Yeah. The other, (laughs) the other university city (laughs) went from Cambridge to Scotland. And those were the last three teams on there. So they're like very far behind Mm -hmm. and they're pretty discouraged right away (laughs) as they're leaving like the pit stop this morning. Because Ian and Terry leave at 528 right after them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they know that they're, they think, you know. Yeah, we've been in the back the whole time. Yeah, we're fighting for last place. We're the only ones in Scotland, you know. It yeah. would be kind of discouraging to start a league that way. Yeah. But I think I even said, like, they there has to be something that they do this league that equalizes them because they were so spread out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure they planned it that way. Yeah. And it did. It worked out because they all met up in London at the Uh same layover, except for the twins and Ken and Gerard um, took a flight to Cologne, Germany, Mm -hmm. with a very short layover, but it arrived in uh, Porto earlier than the rest of the teams. Yeah. So it was a gamble, and it was tight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was. They said they they landed and they're like, we have five minutes to get two terminals. Across two terminals. Yeah, <laughs> and they get to the gate and they're like, you need a boarding pass. Yeah, so they go like all the way back to the ticket 
place and they're like please call them and tell yeah, them hold, to the, hold, the, hold plane. the plane and they're like you guys are very late <laughs> yeah the plane is full you're late i was surprised actually yeah that i they didn't got think on. they were gonna make it Mm-mm. but they did which i was glad they did because i like these two teams yeah i do too so i'm glad they did if they didn't make that that would have been that would have been really bad yeah <laughs> i wanted to point out i had something in my notes i did want to point out when the teams were leaving the pit stop andre and damon and terry and ian ian had like the cell phone number of his taxi from the day oh, before yeah. mm-hmm. and he called him and knew his name and said hey we need you to come get us and take us right to the airport you know like he like made that connection and yeah. it helped out because the taxi was there right away and andre and damon had to wait for mm-hmm. one i thought that was really smart yeah he's like hey jack this is ian you took me here yesterday and i need your help again yeah so yeah it paid off i mean they mean they made it to the airport at the same time and got on the same flight but <laughs> if it was something like more something serious else, yeah. that i think that's just like smart to be able to make that connection and have mm-hmm. that contact so we'll put that in our book of ideas yeah <laughs> for our when little, we're our little notebook of strategies <laughs> <laughs> but the two teams do arrive in london so Andre and Damon and Terry and Ian arrive in London and all the other teams from the other big alliance are there because they didn't dare do that Germany thing. Mm-hmm. And they're not happy to see no. Terry and Ian. <laughs> Terry and Ian are very happy. Yeah. They're so, and Andre and Damon, yeah. they're like so excited that yeah. they are not bringing up the rear anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Ian says something about that. He's like, let somebody else bring up the rear for yeah. once or because they really like have been in the last from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. They've literally just been, like, all four of them. By the skin of their teeth. Yeah, they've been <laughs> scraping by, and they're barely making it yeah. at the end of every episode. So they were so happy to walk into the airport and see everybody, and everybody else looked at them like, oh, no. <laughs> One reason, because I think they're annoyed by Ian, which yeah, I could understand because he's very loud. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about him. Like sometimes he's just like really yeah loud and yells, kind of abrasive. But then sometimes he's not. And yeah, he was very nice to Jack on the phone. He was. <laughs> <laughs> Terry calls him Ian. Really? Yeah. It's I noticed that it, not until the detour, but she was like Ian, come here like oh have we been saying it wrong the whole time well i feel like phil says ian too yeah maybe it's her nickname (laughs) (laughs) i don't know um what's that one actor on he was on like beverly hills 90210 his name is spelled ian ian zeering but he's he pronounces it ian ian Mm. zeering i guess it's a that would be like one of those names do. where it's like anytime Ian, it's, it's pronounced Ian. Yeah. I would just go by Ian. I know. <laughs> so the brothers team, the two brother teams land first. Yes. It doesn't give us a time stamp of what time no. they landed. Uh, yeah. Because the second flight, it says leaves at 4.15. I mean, lands at 4.15. Yeah, I noticed that too. But it didn't tell us when like the brothers landed. Like how far ahead they were. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was a little bit ahead because they did get to everything first, but... It didn't seem like that much. That far. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that close... Yeah, was it that worth the risk for maybe 20 minutes? I don't know. Because they almost didn't make that flight. I mean, when we we get to the end of the episode, we can see that it really wasn't 
It didn't do anything for him. That's true. I don't know if I would have risked it. They, it it's too close. Yeah. And it could have been detrimental. <laughs> well, and I think definitely if all the teams tried to do it, there wouldn't have been any chance that all of them made it on that flight. Yeah. So. For sure. So they make their way to Callum Port Lodge, which is a winery. Mm-hmm. Well, first, let me give you a little bit of info about Porto, Portugal. So Porto is, it's also known as Oporto. Okay. So, what other one? Because it's the it's the capital of the Oporto district. It's the second largest city in Portugal. It's small. Well, this here says the city proper, which is the municipality of Porto, is small, but the metropolitan area has. Okay, sorry, I'm reading this really badly. <laughs> the municipality of Porto which is the cap uh, the capital of Porto district <laughs> okay let me let me start over i'm just thinking porto my porto oh my god <laughs> yes i do have a porto right now <laughs> yeah my four-year-old she had like an infection on her toe and it like it was pretty bad actually like the skin was peeling off and it looked bad and she would just always say my porto yeah. my porto and she said that to sadie one time <laughs> It's like my Porto. And Sadie's like, what's a Porto? (laughs) She said it like seven times. She like just wanted a Band-Aid on it. She's like, my Porto. I was like, what? My Porto. What? My Porto. I'm like, what's a Porto? (laughs) I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) Anyways, this place is called a Porto. (laughs) A Porto. (laughs) The city is small. It only has 231,000 people. But... The metropolitan area has about 1.7 million. Like I said, it's the second largest city in Portugal. And it's one of the oldest European cities centers. And the city center has been proclaimed a world heritage site. It was an outpost of the Roman Empire. So very, very old. Yeah. And when we're talking about the winery, Port Wine is one of Portugal's most famous exports, named after Porto. So what makes wine port wine? I don't know. Is it like a way that they make it, or is it Um, just a brand? I think. Let me look here. I don't know anything about wine. It's a fortified wine that has a sweet taste and is enjoyed during or after dessert. Its alcohol content can reach 22%. Whoa. Is that a lot? That sounds like a lot. Yeah. For wine, yeah. So I think it's just like a fortified sweet wine. Porto is located on the Douro River. It's D-O-U-R-O. And there is a bridge crossing the river that was built by Gustave Eiffel, who built the Eiffel Tower. There's not a lot of information about Porto. And they weren't there for very long Uh -uh. either. Because, like we said, when they get there, they find that winery, which the brothers don't have too hard of a time finding it. Mm -mm. And when they get there, they find a clue for a detour. The detour is, uh, well, the objective is there's, they have to deliver wine, port wine, to some restaurants. And they have two ways, which are old school and new school. And old school is to take a wine barrel 
on a traditional boat, like a Portuguese boat, and row it. (laughs) And it's slow and physically demanding, but they only have to deliver one barrel. And then new school, they have to load nine crates of port wine and take three crates each to three different restaurants. And, like, they have to drive through the city and deliver them. (laughs) And when I first saw this, I was like, oh... That those wine barrels look really heavy. I would probably choose new school, but the people that did old school finished way faster. Way faster. Than everybody else. Yeah. Both of the brother teams choose old school. Mm-hmm. And they're rowing at like the same time. Mm-hmm. And the way they edit this is so like <laughs> when it's showing the twins rowing, it's like this cool like manly music and then they show the other two brothers rowing and it's like this clown music (laughs) and it's like they didn't do anything like that silly i don't know they just like want us to think that they're just the comparison between mm -hmm. the super attractive twins the wonder twins and and like this these old old guys yeah it's like they know what they're doing and they're so great at it and cool and smooth and then the twins are like these comical clowns (laughs) Or the other twins, not the twins, the brothers. The other brothers are like these comical clowns. And it was just silly the way they edited that. that. Funny. Um, the other teams get there not too long after them. Yeah. Ian was yelling through the airport. Did you? Yeah. He was still inside. And he's yeah, like, he taxi, like, taxi, taxi. Yeah, he literally was still in the building. He wasn't even at the, yeah. like, the road like, yet. They're not going to hear you mm-hmm. out there. And Aaron did say something about that. He's like, he's just the epitome of an Amer- an embarrassing American. Yeah. Just screaming and stuff. And Seems like Ian is their new target, though. Yeah. Aaron and Arianne. Uh-huh. They have found a new team to hate. <laughs> so, Which seems like they hate a lot of things. Uh, they're very negative. They are. And they think they're so cute and funny. And I know. Like, they think they're like... annoying, actually. Hot mm-hmm. stuff. I didn't mind them at first, but they have gone down on my list of teams mm-hmm, for sure for the last couple of episodes mm-hmm. surprisingly a lot of the teams on this second group choose new school so andre and damon heather and eve flo and zach and john vito and jill all choose new school the only teams that do old school is aaron and arianne and ian and terry and and didn't michael and kathy but they got there late yeah they but were they're lost they're not even there yet okay <laughs> Ian and Terry seem to have, like, a hard time rowing, but still, like, even with their hard time rowing, they get done way faster than everybody else. And if they were able to do it, then we would have been able to do it. We just had, like, a rowing Mm -hmm. challenge, so we got to learn to row, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I went kayaking uh, in San Diego. It was actually very hard Mm. because it was so, so, so windy that day. So, like, if you stopped paddling, you would go back, like, 50 feet. Yeah. So, you had to continuously paddle to even get anywhere. It was crazy. I did kayaking on the ocean in Costa Rica. And it's hard to kayak on the ocean. Because the waves are coming in. Yeah. (laughs) And there was just this guy, like, renting out kayaks on the beach that, you know, for a few dollars. Mm -hmm. And, like, we... We like swam out past the waves at first and we kayaked out there. And then when I came in, I was just like riding the waves in. And then this one like toppled me over and like I just, and the kayak like hit me in the back of the head and I just like rolled through the waves (laughs) onto the beach. Like I 
just was like this, uh, like, a, I'm like drowned in the ocean and washed up on shore. <laughs> so we got to practice. <laughs> yeah. We had, cause the water was cold in San Diego. So we were all like in our mm. wetsuits and we looked amazing. Yeah. <laughs> They're so flattering on everyone. <laughs> okay. So the twins finish first. They're very strong. They have mm-hmm. no problem lifting those barrels. Mm-hmm. And so the clue that they get is says to go to gate F at Estadio do Restello. Estadio do Restello, which is a soccer stadium in Lisbon. And they have to take a train, which is 200 miles. The other teams, we go back to the other teams that are still doing like the old school and new school. Andre and Damon are doing the one with the truck and they are doing a pretty good job but then they get to one of the restaurants and they are told that they did them out of order yeah so the first two restaurants could be gone to either or like you know first or second but the third one had to be third yeah so that's just another thing like this one was way harder yeah i think if i was reading the clue and i knew that part like you have to do this in this order blah 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 i would have been like oh okay we're doing the other one yeah so they have to go back and when they're going back, they are, like, on this one-way street. And other teams are arriving at the same time. And so they're, like, stuck on this one-way yeah, street. Yeah, they're, like, blocked in. They're blocked in by, like, two other teams, which would be so frustrating. they were so mad. Because they were ahead of them. Mm-hmm. But just because they were the first ones there, they're the last ones out on that mm-hmm. street. And they were so mad. And so Heather and Eve are, like, right in front of them. And they, like, Eve, Eve cannot drive. I know, and like Heather was telling her how yeah. she's like, okay, this is how you get into reverse. I'm like, why don't she was you literally, just drive? Yeah, this makes no sense. She was literally reaching over the seat to put it into neutral for her, and telling her put it in, put like put your foot on the brake, do this. I'm like, just drive. Like, yeah, why are you having her drive? So weird to me. And so <laughs> they were just like stuck and and all this stuff. And then Damon like jumps out and helps them carry their wine into the store to get them out of their way. Yeah, he's like, I'll get the wine. You just go, go, <laughs> just go, just go, just go, just go. Like, Eve, drive. <laughs> I would be so annoyed too. And <laughs> they got stuck behind him at another point too. Mm-hmm. Like, and then Eve, Eve hit like this uh, pole in the yeah. middle of the street. She, and there was a huge. Bent, like dent in the truck and heather was like it's okay <laughs> what are they gonna do make him pay for it I don't know. <laughs> she did feel bad she's like i crashed the car i crashed the car so when we go back to this michael and kathy are still lost yeah like their taxi driver had no idea where that winery was like they still haven't even got the clue for the detour, for the detour yet but finally they do yeah <laughs> and they um make their way to I mean, I don't know where the detour's at. It seemed like it was just right there, like yeah. where the clue box was, because he looked and he's like, I saw one boat left. We should just do this one. Oh, so yeah. it, the old school was right there by the yeah. clue box. I know. I wonder if like another team had chosen old school, if they could have even done old school. Yeah. Maybe there was only a certain amount of boats available. Because they didn't like mention that. Mm-mm. Well, it's good they had one boat left because they do it really fast. Yeah. They get done before a lot of people got done with that new school yeah and, and they, they were, were way behind lost for a long time yeah well they get to the train station everybody finishes eventually eve has a really rough time finishing <laughs> and they get to the train station and they all realize that they're going to be on the exact same train mm-hmm. which would be very nerve-wracking 
and they are all nervous. They're all, they're interviewing them and they're all talking and like, I know you can like just feel how on <sighs> edge they are. They're like and- standing, they're not relaxing. They're just like so anxious to get off and get going. Because they seem to know that some, like, there is an elimination. Mm-hmm. Because and they said somebody's going to go home. Mm-hmm. And all that's left is a roadblock. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yes. <laughs> Michael says, I feel like I'm on death row. <laughs> <laughs> Michael talked a lot more on this episode. He and did, I actually yeah. really like him a lot. Yeah. He's really nice. We haven't really heard much of Michael and Kathy up until now. Not really, no. But I like them. Yeah, they seem to kind of just, they're like, quote unquote, in this alliance, but not really. Yeah, not really. They're kind of just like, at the same time, in the same place. Yeah, they just happen to be there. So they're (laughs) bunched in with everybody unwillingly. And they mentioned how like ridiculous some of them are. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they are. (laughs) Well, when we pull up at the train station in Lisbon, it's a mad dash out of that train to get a taxi. (laughs) Yes, they, like, jump off the train while it's still moving. Mm-hmm. The taxis are, like, passing each other. and There's a lot of taxis at the train station. Yeah. Like, none of them have to, like, wait for one to arrive. Mm-hmm. They all kind of find one pretty easily, which is good. Okay, let me tell you about a little bit about Lisbon before we move on. Okay. So I went to Lisbon in 20... I don't even know what year it was now. 14, I think. I think I went the summer of 2014, and I went by myself. I was there alone, mm-hmm. which if anybody's going to travel alone, like any like solo female traveler, this is a great place to travel because I felt very safe the whole time, and a lot of people spoke English, and it was easy to find anything you needed and where you needed to go, and it was great. I loved it. So just a little <laughs> <Heads up>. advice. <laughs> I'm going to tell one story about when I was in Portugal. So before I went to Portugal, I was in Spain with a big group of people. But when they left Spain, I went to Portugal by myself. But while I was in Spain, my cell phone got stolen when I was at the beach. So I went to Portugal with no cell phone. And I was like really nervous. So this is another example. of It was a very safe place. I literally had no no phone. No phone. I would stop at like a couple of internet cafes and like Facebook message my dad and be like, I'm safe and alive. <laughs> He was very worried about me. I did buy a calling card and like tried to call from like a phone too. Yeah. Anyways, it was it was crazy. But so my flight to come home was at like six a.m. the next morning. But I didn't have an and I was at an Airbnb and they had no alarm clock, and like they had a clock on the wall but no alarm clock and I didn't have a way to like wake myself up. <laughs> yeah, I've heard the story. So I, I stayed awake all night long. They had one DVD there wasn't it like gangs of new york it was gangs of new york which i had never seen before now i've seen five times because i watched it literally five times in a row (laughs) to keep myself awake and i literally like and so i went to the airport just like early so i didn't miss it and slept in front of the gate for a little while too but that was just that's funny crazy Crazy yeah what else would you do like (laughs) yeah i'm like i can't fall asleep i can't fall asleep i watched it a lot of times and then i was like i might as well just go to the airport and just slept there for a minute i made it home (laughs) safe without a cell phone it was really like that person stole that cell phone within a second it was so quick Hmm. but it's my bad (laughs) that's crazy i lost my cell phone on a trip once but i just i left it on the airplane 
Oh. It, like, fell out of my pocket and, like, into the seat of the airplane. And I didn't realize until after. It, I went to... It was just in Georgia. So, mm-hmm. not international or anything. And I was with Grandma mm. on that tour. Yeah. So, I... <laughs> It was me. I was like a 21 or 22-year-old kid, and I was on a tour bus with like 50 senior citizens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun, though. But yeah, there was plenty of cell phones, but I did feel, because I was kind of bored. I know. I was going to say, what did you do? I... It was before um, smartphones. It was just like a little flip phone that I had, so I didn't even... like. I didn't have Facebook or, like, any social media or anything on my phone. So, it didn't really make that much of a difference. I can't imagine now. Like, we're so used to just looking on our phone every second. Like, losing it and not having anything to do. I know. (laughs) Which is so sad. I know. (laughs) It's changed so much. I actually heard a statistic or, like, an article. We're getting really off track here. But it was interesting (laughs) because... Apparently, like, Gen Z or what's the youngest? Like, Gen Alpha? Yeah. When they are... I think I know what you're going to say because I maybe we heard this. Maybe too. we talked about it already. But, like... I think the Bad Broadcast said it. Oh, was it? Yeah. Because I think I know what you're going to say. So, you can okay. continue. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, social media to them is going to be, like, what smoking is to us. Yeah. Like, so in the 50s and 60s, like, our parents' and grandparents' generations, everybody smoked all the time. And then we learned how bad it is for you, and now hardly anybody does it. So when we are, like, grandparents, our grandkids are going to be like, social media is so bad for you. I can't believe you guys did that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I hope so. I hope so, too. When she said that, because th- it was Maddie from yeah. that broadcast okay. that said it, because I know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, that gives me hope, actually, because, yeah, like, a lot of people are just, like, disgusted by cigarettes. I hope people get disgusted by how much time we spend on our phone, because it's too much. Yeah. (laughs) And we realize it. We know it's a problem. We know it's bad for us, but, like, we're addicted. It's just, like, smoking. It's Mm -hmm. not good. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Off of our soapbox. Tell us about Lisbon. (laughs) Lisbon. (laughs) It's the capital and largest city of Portugal, it has 544,851 people, but Don't two forget po- that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 2.7 million in the urban area. And it's the 11th most populous urban area in Europe or the European Union. Not Europe, the European Union. Kind of surprises me cuz it's a pretty small country and yeah. there's a lot of other big cities in Europe. But just the European Union. Well, so what's European Union? So that doesn't mean London. It's like not U- UK, right? They're not in the European Union anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> um, it's the third. It's Well, it's 27% of the country's population in that one city, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. So it is a small country, but they're all there. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to get to each place in Portugal. Like there's trains and yeah. it takes like a couple hours to get anywhere. So... It's the third largest metropolitan area on the Iberian Peninsula after Madrid and Barcelona. It's Europe's westernmost capital. It's on the Atlantic Ocean. It's a very trendy travel destination right now. Like, everybody wants to go to Portugal. It's like, people didn't really think about it all that much in the last little while, but the last maybe three years. It's like, Portugal. Yes. I think it was quite a bit cheaper than a lot of european cities 
I don't know if that will be the case much longer because it is gaining popularity. Mm-hmm. But it's a great place to go. So I'm glad people are... And I know a lot of people do, like, surfing there and hiking. Yeah, hiking trips in Portugal. Like, the Azores mm-hmm. is, like, a big thing right now. It is one of the oldest cities in the world. It is the second oldest European capital city after Athens. Really? Yeah, that's really interesting. Even more than Rome? That's what it says. Predating other modern European capitals by centuries. Wow. Julius Caesar made it a municipium. It's really old. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. It's crazy to think of, like, how old things are. When there's a building from, like, 1801 in the United States, we're like, oh, that's so old. Yeah. But to think about some of these old European Mm -hmm. cities and how far back they go, that's, like, crazy to think about. Yeah, there's a song called Minus... No, it's from a band called Minus the Bear. And it talks about how Paris is so old. There's, like, park benches that are older than our country. Which is crazy yeah. to think. Like, it's a really good song. I have not heard of that band at all. They're actually pretty good. They're kind of moody, and <laughs> <laughs> you have to be in the right mood to listen to them. Okay. And I think that's all I want to say about Lisbon. <laughs> okay. Well, in Portugal, Lisbon, Europe in general, football is very popular, which brings us to the roadblock. Mm-hmm. So after they've gotten off the train, they get in their cabs, they head to this soccer stadium. And the roadblock, um, it says this person should have long arms and fast feet. They have to block one penalty kick from a teenage soccer player. Which doesn't sound too hard, but it doesn't sound too easy either. Yeah, <laughs> but one is pretty yeah. easy. Usually they... If it was like five, yeah, that yeah. would have made it a little bit more it's crazy i just don't know like if production was thinking because they knew what they would have to take a train from porto to lisbon but i don't even know if they knew that they'd all get on the same train yeah but i think it would have been better if they had like block five goals yeah because it or i mean it's exciting as well that they're so close too so that is true (laughs) because they just like they all pretty much finish at the same time michael mm-hmm. and kathy get the first they block the first goal yeah michael does it and he does it only in two tries yeah which was pretty cool but then they still get lost again <laughs> yeah i know when but, they get the clue it says walk to the pit stop at tour de belem which is one is and a half miles very important the word mm-hmm. walk yeah <laughs> walk to the pit stop at tour de belem I just was looking at what that is. I've been there, but I just don't it know exactly like what it is. Church or fort or something. It's the Tower of St. Vincent. It's a fortification located in uh-huh. Lisbon. It's an embarkation and disembarkation for Portuguese explorers. And it's a ceremonial gateway to Lisbon. Built at the height of the Portuguese Renaissance. It looks like a cool building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just, I don't know what happened to Michael and Kathy to get lost because... It is also weird that every person takes a different route to get there. Yeah. Because they all leave at similar times. Like, they're not very far behind each other, but nobody is, like, getting there together. 
like helping yeah. each other or even sees each other. <laughs> yeah, there's not like any foot races or no, at they least all, that we see. They all arrive there at the pit stop. I mean, we'll tell you an order and all that stuff, but like not knowing where they're at or what place they're at, like who, if they're last, if they're mm-hmm. first. All, I mean, it's just weird that they all just took a different way to get there. Michael and Kathy took a very different way. <laughs> and the wrong way, apparently. Yeah. Ken and Gerard, Andre and Damon, the twins, John Vito and Jill, Zach and Flo, Heather and Eve. That was kind of like the order that they left the roadblock in. And then it was down to Terry and Ian and Aaron and Ariane. And they got there pretty late because they're taxis. Yeah, both of them kind of struggled to get there. I don't know what Terry and Ian's taxi driver was doing, but Aaron and Ariane's taxi driver said he was taking them on a shortcut. And it wasn't. It was not. Obviously, because they arrived last. And they were like, everybody's here. Yeah. They really thought they were on a shortcut. Yeah. That would be so annoying. That would be frustrating. Ian and Ariane are the ones doing the roadblock, and it's, like, super tense. (laughs) Who's going to get it? And Ariane is like, I'm too short. I'm too short. I don't think that has anything to do with blocking a soccer ball. But Ian does get it first. And I was kind of excited because yeah. of those two teams, I uh, that's who I would want to be eliminated at this point. Yeah. When they were doing the detour, we're going back, but they, Aaron and Ariana and Terry and Ian, those names are all very kind of the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were on the boats right next to each other. And Aaron's like, oh, Terry and Ian are here. And Ariane's like, they are? Ew. Yeah. That's just their attitude th- for yeah. this whole thing. They have been so negative and so, like, putting everybody down and just, like, so disgusted by everyone. It's like, you guys are not cool yeah. for being, like, annoyed and disgusted by everyone. Like, you're just annoying to me. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make you better than everybody else. Yeah. It makes you worse than everybody else, so. Yeah. Ariane gets pretty discouraged when she sees that Ian got it and she's the last one there. Mm-hmm. Which would be hard to see, knowing you're the last team. But also, it's like... In a foot race, they'd win. Yeah. So. So, hurry up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then we go back to all these teams trying to find their way there. They're, like, asking... It's late at night, too, so there's not a lot of people out. So, they're asking people that they do find, some of them, how to get to the tower. And getting directions and all this stuff and then we pop over to heather and eve and they're in a taxi mm-hmm. and they read the clue even in, the, in taxi. the taxi and they're like walk to the pit stop and eve was like walk does that mean we can't run and then that made heather go like oh wait no we need to go back we stop like they tried they told the taxi driver to stop and go back and then they're like oh no actually it probably just means that we can't run while we're there we have to just walk yeah i was like no (laughs) yeah i had it (sighs) that's another thing like they don't see anybody they don't see any other teams walking they don't yeah everybody went a different way which was so weird they're like nobody's walking we must be doing it right yeah but it's just so funny how they're like oh okay so we can't run wait let's walk when we get there (laughs) it's just (laughs) So, like, you want to just be like, no. Also, they're not my favorite team either, so I'm not like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they get there, and our team number one. N- no. 
Phil does not say you're team number one. He says you're the first team to yes, arrive. He does, and he, he does says word that it. for every single team. He yeah. says you're the second team to arrive. You're the third team to arrive. He never yeah. says. And I was surprised the way that they did this. Yeah. I was surprised that they didn't just make them go back. Be like, the clue said you need to walk. You need to go back and walk. He says it very strategically that way. Yeah, you are the first team to arrive. Mm -hmm. I know. I wonder what the rule is like. If you check in at the pit stop, you can't go back and do the task. I don't know. I think that should be the case if it's not. Because they might change it over the seasons too. Because I don't think it would be very fair for Phil to say, you read the clue, Ron, go back and do it again. When they've already checked in the pit stop saying, like, we're done. I mean, because he didn't. He said you're the first team to arrive then. When Heather's like, oh, that's incredible. And she's like all excited. But then Eve is like, where is everybody? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I, this is psychotic. Nobody else is around us. Yeah. <laughs> because they all like left the soccer stadium at the same time. Uh-huh. So she's so confused when she has a reason to be. Yeah. So the next teams check in one after the other. Ken and Gerard are the second team. They thought they were first. You could tell. Yeah. They were like, Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Zach and Flo, team three. Derek and Drew, team four. And Andre and Damon, team five. Which I'm happy because they've been struggling. Yeah. And they were so team they five. Some ground which is good. Here. They're like in the first. Well, they're team now four, they're, really. So they're in the first half of the teams yeah. now. And they've struggled. So I'm glad. Terry and Ian, team six. They were like struggling getting there on foot. Mm-hmm. It, it like one and a half miles after you've done all that already is a mm-hmm. long way and they're well, older and and that walk earlier like mm-hmm. the very first task was a mile and a half walk i mm-hmm. mean that was hours ago at this point but still mm-hmm. yeah and terry i mean ian's like screaming at terry i think she's just used to the way he talks because yeah. she didn't get like so upset yeah but and then at the end, when they're getting close to it, she's like, I have to drop my bag. He's like, no, come on. I love you so much. Let's go. You He's know? like, come in here with me. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So he is nice to her every once in a while. Sometimes. He's mean to her. So, you know, they've been married a long time. So it's probably yeah. <laughs> normal. So they check in as six. And then Aaron and Ariane are all lost. They're also and lost. Kathy and Michael are lost. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they're both really discouraged. Uh, Kathy doesn't feel very good. She's like in pain. And Michael is so supportive and nice. Mm -hmm. And she's like, we're going to be last. He's like, it's okay. You know, like, he's just so nice to her. I'm glad he's like been more featured in this episode. Yeah, we saw some good sides of him today. Mm -hmm. John Vito and Jill are team seven. And I swear they are always. They always do so well. And then they always show up late. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. They do well in the the things that they're doing, and then they always show up late. They must have some navigational problems, too. <laughs> and so here we have, like, a team. We don't know who's going to come in, you know, Michael or Kathy. Michael and Kathy or Aaron and Ariane. Mm-hmm. But Michael and Kathy to get there is team eight. Which, the eighth team to arrive. Yeah, <laughs> which makes me very happy. Yeah, and they thought they were last, mm-hmm. so they were... We all kind of know something's going to happen. So I'm like, it makes me very happy. They're not last, but like also they're not last. Yeah. So Aaron and Ariane arrive and we don't even see them get onto the mat. Like Heather and Eve like emerge from this this archway. (laughs) (laughs) 
in a very mysterious way. Because <laughs> they have a little powwow yeah. with and Phil. Yeah, so the the four of them are sitting down with Phil in like these plastic white chairs. And <laughs> Quick, find some chairs in this place. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're very out of place there. <laughs> we all knew something was going to happen, and here it is. Phil explains that Aaron and Ariane did come in last, but Heather and Eve did not follow the clue correctly. The rule book states that when it says walk, they must go on foot and not take any other form of transportation. So because they took the taxi, they gained seven minutes. And then there's a 30-minute, like the standard penalty for that. So 37 minutes in total, which usually wouldn't affect the outcome that drastically but in this case it did because they were 31 minutes behind Aaron and Ariane mm-hmm. so that is less than 37 minutes which means that Aaron and Ariane are actually team eight and Heather and Eve are eliminated mm-hmm. and Heather looks pissed mm-hmm her face the whole time and i would be too that's Mm -hmm. like and eve even says like this is the worst way to go out yeah it sucks that we're going out this way and that is it would be awful (laughs) just like uh it's so hard because this is still a relatively new show and these people might not have even watched season one or two yet and but it's just like that was so clear walk to the pit stop yeah it didn't say Travel by taxi and walk into the pit stop. Yeah, they would have specified if it said, like, be respectful and don't run mm-hmm. while you're there. You must walk. I Yeah, it was clear. And they just got ahead of themselves and didn't read correctly. I wonder what would have happened. I bet if they would have gone back, they probably would have been too far behind. Like, if when they said to their taxi driver, stop, we have to go back. If they would have gone back at that time. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they would have been. I don't know, because... If it if they cut off seven minutes and they were thirty seven minutes, that's true. It could have been close, but like I said, I think that that is fair. That when they check into the pit stop, they're done. Whatever mistake they made, they made it because they checked yeah. the pit stop and said we're done. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like if they would have realized before they checked in, mm-hmm. we'll it never would know. Be so disappointing. <laughs> yeah, that has to feel awful, and just. <laughs> the rest of your life you'd be like if only we had just figured that out who knows how different this would have been so when we go back to season one and emily and nancy had a penalty Mm -hmm. there's a 24-hour penalty (laughs) theirs was really extreme and like what's the difference is it because they willingly did it wrong like they said we are not going to wait for this but i don't even know what it was. I, yeah i can't point. remember either but we're they were in thailand i think yeah and they were just like we're not going to do the ta- the task yeah like that's more extreme than just like reading it wrong and making a mistake or willingly choosing not to do something yeah because 24 hours is that is and crazy. probably production was like okay that was a little much <laughs> yeah. maybe we should not be so mean <laughs> 30 minutes <laughs> Yeah, that's... No, I think if they would have been like, we're not going to do this roadblock, we're going to go to the pit stop, they'd be like, okay, well, that's like seven hours or something. I don't know. (laughs) It should be more of a penalty to just say you're not going to do something instead of just do it by mistake. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so 
Heather and Eve's race statistics, their average placement was 5.75. So they took 6th, then 3rd, then 5th, then ninth. So they left early mm-hmm. compared to their compared average. Compared to their average. And they were the first team to beg for money at an airport. <laughs> they were the first team to arrive at a pit stop but then be eliminated in that same leg. And I don't know if we ever see that again. I don't mm-hmm. know. It might be, but... After the race, Heather got married to the son of a former U.S. Secretary of the Treasury. Hank Paulson was that secretary. Never heard of him. <laughs> That's not one that I keep up on, yeah. if I'm being honest. <laughs> Except for Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the first and only one we know. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> She has two daughters, and she does have a Facebook and an Instagram, but her Instagram is private, and she doesn't, like, post a lot on Facebook. I think the last post was from, like, 2019. But her kids are super cute. And and then on that Amazing Race Wikipedia that has all of this post-race information didn't have anything about Eve. And I was like, okay, well, if they don't have it, then it's probably not there. So I was about to move on. But then I was like, well, let me see if, because I wanted to see if they were still friends. So I looked on Heather's Facebook, like on her friends, and I typed in Eve, and she was on there. So I clicked on Eve's Facebook, and she's a little bit more active on Facebook. So she has a lot of, like, political posts and, like, activism posts. And then there was this one post that was, like, in doing research for my book, I found that like i don't know 43 percent of women when they have a child they leave the workforce i was like oh this is kind of interesting so i looked up so she has written a book about it's called hold on let me find it it's called fair play so it's like about the invisible workload of women and moms in the household and like how moms typically take on those Like, they make the doctor's appointments, they make sure everybody has a babysitter, they make Mm -hmm. sure that clothes are bought, and, like, not that dads are not involved, they just, like, don't think about those things sometimes. Mm -hmm. And she is, like, she has a website that's partnered with Hello Sunshine, that's um, Reese Witherspoon's company, Mm -hmm. and she, like, does speaking engagements, and there's a documentary that just came out in 2022 called Fair Play. So, like, I think she's the main subject, but there's other women and moms on this documentary, and I kind of want to watch it. That's weird that they didn't have any of that information. I know, right? It's like, there's a lot of stuff about her. Yeah. And she's, like, pretty... Like, you can just Google her. Her name is different than it was on the race, and that's where I started with Eve Madison, but her last name is something else now. Hmm. Podsky? Rodsky, Rodsky, Eve Rodsky, Rod, something like that. <laughs> That's interesting. I want to look into that. Yeah. You have to rent it on Amazon Prime for four ninety nine. but mm. okay. <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> yeah. I would be interested to watch it, but yeah, they're still friends on Facebook, but they, I didn't see in like any pictures together or any information if they like mm-hmm. are still close or. Nice. That was 20 years ago. Yeah. And you don't always stay close with your roommates. Yeah. No matter college. how 
close you were in college. Mm-hmm. I have so many roommates that I was like best friends with for that time period. And now mm-hmm. I don't even know where they are. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it is sad that they left so early compared to their average. They were doing okay, like mm-hmm. mid range. I'm okay with them leaving though. I didn't want them to win necessarily. Like I, I always wanted like a, a woman team to win, you know, but they just being part of the alliance and them just being so obsessed with like mm-hmm. taking other people down and and the begging for money thing kind of mm-hmm. rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I'm like we're in the first leg, you don't even know if you need money. That really bothered me the first episode too when they were like they're like literal Harvard graduates, Harvard yeah. Law School, and you're reducing you yourselves to. And that's they didn't I'm even pretty, like. I need money. Yeah, and they didn't even like mention that. Let's use our smarts and stuff. They're like, we're gonna use our looks to get what we want. And I'm like, why? You're smart. Yeah, that bothered me from the very beginning. They obviously are smart. They're doing a lot of yeah. <laughs> stuff with their life, but in this series, and you know, maybe they cut stuff out that we didn't see in production. Edited, edited it. <laughs> Edited it, edited, edited it. it to make it look that way. But I mean, they did say like right out of their mouths, we're going to yeah. use our looks to yeah. get what we want. They admitted it. So that kind of bothered me from the very beginning. Yeah. They weren't the worst team, but yeah. I don't want them to win. Didn't so. hate them. Didn't overly love them. Yeah. I was like, they did talk about like how Eve overcame a lot of fears and mm-hmm. stuff. So that was, you know, yeah. positive. She needs to learn how to drive stick shift. <laughs> yeah. I know. That was so annoying. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be back next episode. And we're down but to Where do we think they're going next episode? I think, I bet they just like take a train to Spain or France or something. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> now I want to go watch it. Every time we do this and we guess where they're going. <laughs> Like, okay, now I just want to go watch it right now mm-hmm. so that I know. Well, last time we said they were going to go from Scotland to Wales. Yeah, they did not. But the, not too far. Mm-hmm. It's probably like the closest country you can. Actually, I'm going to say we're, we're going to go to Africa. Yeah? That's what I think. We're not that far from Africa. No, you're, we're, nope. What are some countries in Northern Africa? Morocco. They went to Tunisia. This is a, the same trip that I'm talking about. Spain and Portugal. I went to Morocco as well. Mm-hmm. Just on a ferry across it's the... Just like across the strait. Yeah. So maybe Morocco. Okay. I say France. You say Morocco. Okay. Actually, no. I say Spain. Because they went to France in the first season. Mm-hmm. But they also went to Thailand in season one and in season two. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Okay. We'll be back next time. Thanks for listening. This is the Amazing Rewatch podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at theamazingrewatch. Or you can join our Facebook group, The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. Please like, rate, and review and share with your friends and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening. Bye.